welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. How about we inspire everyone to live life on their own terms and create the prosperous business of their dreams? My next guest and I agree that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their purpose, find creative solutions to everyday problems, build a kick-ass business, and be the entrepreneur, the person they've always wanted to be. Ashley Black, Corey Minkus, and Lisa Franken together have woven their combined and proven business philosophies and product market formulas with holistic principles of self-discovery in their new book, B. Not your ordinary business book. Together, these women have created a hybrid of personal development, self-transformation, and deep activation of the female entrepreneurial spirit. And we're going to get all up into that. Lisa, Corey, and Ashley, you are in my heart, mamas. Welcome to the show. So today we're seeing the fastest growth in history with an evolution in female entrepreneurship with over 400 million female founders, CEOs, and business innovators. Women currently are making up 40% of all entrepreneurs worldwide, and the demand for support is enormous. Each of you is successful entrepreneurs. Ashley, let's start with you. You are a unicorn business owner. You uh, started from ground zero, generating over $100 million in revenue with more than 50 patents to your name. You were named Entrepreneur of the Year in 2020, you're a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, and currently own one of the fastest growing private companies in America. How did you all meet and get together? (laughs) Well, actually, it was Lisa who brought us together um, with her amazing company that she has uh, down in Florida. I, I went to a creative think tank and I was kind of like, all this is great, but I love that woman. Um, (laughs) She had the link with Corey and it really only took a few phone calls where we're like, okay, we are like some sort of spirit animals for each other or something. And really the conversation started out, not just women, but just how much you have to struggle and how many like bullshit people there are out there. We talk about it all the time. The experts, like, I don't want to hear about your experts anymore because it's just crap. <laughs> and so the con- that conversation led to like, we really need to write a book to tell people, you know, what to look out for, what are the pitfalls, what are right. like, the real deal with business. And then that shifted into more of us knowing each other as women and going, wow, this is really bad for women. Yeah. Uh, And how have we not gone crazy or become alcoholics or (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, how is business different for women? You know, I I do not consider myself a classical feminist. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, you know, all of my clients were men leading up to my inventions and then it became all women. And I loved it. And I actually love to be in that arena, but moving into fundraising and looking at, I mean, we're talking about 40% of the world is 40% of the world has, you know, female entrepreneurs, but less than 2% of professional equity investors invest in female businesses. So that's when my first kind of like, whoa, has been in the last couple of years. And that's, that's wrong. That's bad. And right. it's it, we're the rock stars. We're the keepers of the gardens, you know, let us in. <laughs> Give us <laughs> Exactly. No, I love that because, well, Corey, I, I want to turn to you for a second because you are an American entrepreneur, an advocate for business founders and a culture shifter. 
You're a CEO and the founder of Rock Your Product, the number one business training portfolio investment company for entrepreneurs. As a leading global brand strategist and physical product-based business scale expert, you spent 25 years as a consumer product Fortune 500 thought action executive prior to starting Rock Your Product in 2017. In your book, you guys inspire to live life on your own terms and create that prosperous business of their dreams. Let's talk a little bit about that philosophy chiseled down. That was a lot. <laughs> well, most of it was about you. <laughs> We're so excited to be here. Thank you. Because we love the topic of your podcast. It resonates so deeply with the three of us. You know, entrepreneurship is truly an amazingly complex project, Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it's not just about building and growing your business acumen and your knowledge around the skills to do the job, but it's this beautiful journey of self-discovery and growth. And that's where I think entrepreneurship, where some people miss the mark. And that's really why we wrote this book is because entrepreneurship is the whole person. It's not just yes. your business side, as it maybe was more in corporate in the old corporate days. In fact, I'm going back to speak to corporations. I have a, um, a meeting with Johnson & Johnson and the leading women's group now are asking me to come and speak to women corporate leaders who are trying to figure out what the entrepreneurial mindset looks like within corporations, because even that is changing and evolving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really, entrepreneurship is an amazing experience. Okay, so ask me specifically the question you want me to address. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. So basically, I was saying that in your book, you inspire everyone to live life on their own terms and create this prosperous business of their dreams. I mean, that sounds really fluffy and floaty, and but it isn't. There's a lot of reality in there. So I'm asking you to chisel that down. Yeah, so reality for sure. And, and Lisa and Ashley and I have lived and breathed that reality. We've made the mistakes that entrepreneurs have made. We've seen our clients make mistakes that entrepreneurs make. We understand. I've even seen the Fortune 500 mistakes that companies yes, have made sure. that are extraordinarily costly to their organization and not just costly financially, but costly in human capital. Yeah. So, you know, the, the entire journey of being an entrepreneur is not anything but fluffy. <laughs> There's no fluff <laughs> in this and it is no easy task. It is no easy task. And that's why, and you started out by saying that women today, because there are so many women entrepreneurs, they need the support networks and they need to understand how to optimize their strengths to be successful in what they're doing. The greatest differentiator in business, the greatest differentiator is you. Right. You can make the difference in everything you do. And it's not just in business, it's in your own life. And so the B book is really about expanding your, your entrepreneurial mindset to understand that not only do you, are you accountable to yourself to understand the business actions you must take, the sequence of events you must take, the things you must do to grow your business, but it is imperative that you also expand and grow yourself in that journey. And that's how we break down the experience of the book. Absolutely. It's not your ordinary business book. And I think, you know, that's a perfect segue to, to turn to you, Lisa, because you are an award-winning producer and documentary filmmaker, you three, right? Together and amazing with over two decades of, of expertise, uh, you know, internationally renowned brand media strategist. In your current role, you're serving as the executive vice president of Fortune Media Group Incorporated, spearheading programming for Shark Discoveries as seen on TV with Kevin Harrington, who's the original shark from the Emmy award-winning Shark Tank, which we all know. 
So you've been a catalyst uh, for the successful, successful trajectories of hundreds of diverse brands in distinct product categories. Let's talk about branding ourselves. Mm. That's perfect because we address that in the book. You know, your personal life and your business life are now very much intertwined. And so personal branding is such a fundamental piece to be able to engage with the consumer, right? So you need to be able to get out there front and center. You need to be able to stand in your power and especially women. You know, women aren't accustomed to taking risks like men are. We aren't taught that. We've been taught more to conform to the norm, right? So what we what we try to constantly mentor women on is the ability to discover who they really are, become their authentic selves. Don't try to emulate somebody else's personality. I'm never going to be Heather and Heather's never going to be me. And that's okay. Be uniquely you, but get out there because each one of us has our own story in which to tell, right? And be proud of that story. And what's really great is that when other women come around you to support you, we can amplify each other's voices and we can make that story ring even louder. Together, we're stronger. So personal branding is definitely a must. And whether that's doing podcasts or lives, getting out there and speaking on stage, however you're going to do that, but being able to really be heart-centered and emotionally connect with those that resonate with your message. Absolutely. Well, beautifully said, because you, you guys really, you know, woman to woman, you know, women, the, the, the book really is more than about just being an entrepreneur out in the world. As you mentioned before, Corey, it's about when that mindset in everything you do, whether it's your marriage, your relationships, the office environment, setting boundaries and taking those risks that we're not really used to taking. Your book has four parts, passion and purpose, product and prosperity. Lisa, let's talk about that passion. I want to keep you going on that. Okay. Well, I think, you know, the general understanding of passion is having that strong desire for something, right? That that strong desire then becomes the impetus for you to want to create. And that is what fuels your heart and soul. And once you're able to fire up and light your soul, that to me becomes the torch that illuminates your pathway to finding your purpose, right? So it all sounds so beautiful and that might sound a little fluffy, but at the end of the day, what we discovered and what became proof of concept for us in writing this book is on our live, our writing of the book group, we asked our community and it's a private group for women, you know, What's your passion? What do you think your purpose is? And most of them didn't know. Didn't know. The blueprint that they had in their mind of what their life would look like wasn't matching their reality. And that is because, you know, many have conformed to the norm and the noise of society and how you're supposed to act and your self-worth and all those other important aspects about who you are. So what we do in the first part of the book is really try to guide you on how to reconnect and remember what you were passionate about. And we do that through exercises that we call movements. But you need to become aware of who you really are. Peel back all those onion skins, get to the core of who you are, and the things that may be blocking you from living your most authentic life, who you... uh, Instead of maybe a life where it's become rote and mundane, and we call that time to make the donuts, you're on that hamster wheel and you don't know how the hell to get off. We, we give you different exercises to help you discover and become curious again about the things that you once loved and really to have the balls to take the risk to do it, to go after it, because you deserve to be happy and aligned and intentional 
personally and professionally. Yes. That old adage, you know, I used to say it all the time, do what you love. You know, if you go towards something that you love, you'll naturally be good at it. And it's only work if there's someplace else you'd rather be. So I love that passion because it really is. And, and you can find passion in purpose, in a purpose. You can find it. It lives in all these types of places, which actually leads me to you because I think purpose is such a perfect topic for you to talk about because of your background and your patents and, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. And I too, you know, have, have created some patents myself and coming off of that business model, um, you know, talk about purpose from your experience and how you all came together with your philosophies about that. It's so interesting because I think when we put it out there to women about their purpose, I think that there are some people like me, which I'll go into in a second that actually have a purpose or at least a purpose for this moment. But our book really teaches people that it doesn't have to be a purpose. It can be many purposes or it can just be living your day-to-day life purposefully. I love the exercise that we have at the end of that section where it really encourages you to look at your day. Something as simple as, oh God, I've got to feed five kids, which I had (laughs) that that can either be a mundane, annoying task that you're throwing in between meetings, or you can really show up and be present and realize that spending the time with your family, making the food for your family is, is an honor, you know? So a lot of it is just trying to shift that scope and perspective and all the little things that we do, because it's the little things that make up the whole life. Um, But for me, I had a near death experience. Um, And from that experience, I was given this, um, some information, but I was also giving like, uh, I think it was Corey who said it, it's like this zest or this creativity where you want to go exploring. And that is really the key. So once I started to explore, I landed on this fascia thing, (laughs) which my product (laughs) product based around this system of the body that kind of science forgot. And so I really did. I took it on as my purpose to take that to the entire world, which is a hell of a purpose. I mean, I've been at it 30 years. Um, But any time that I'm working in alignment with the passion that I still have for this and that purpose, like you guys were saying, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like work and it brings joy into our life. So there's the, there's the scientific side of that. That's, you know, like waking up new neuro pathways and things like that. Um, and then there's the fluff side, which is just like, I enjoy what I do. I spent the whole yes. week in training 40 new, you know, doctors and therapists and whatnot. And I was right in alignment with my personal brand, my passion, my purpose, it all relates to my products and prosperity. So I think that's the key is getting, getting all four of those things in alignment. And then you just have a lot of joy in what you do every day. Absolutely. I love that. And roll out that fascia, everybody, because it's no joke. I swear <laughs> to God, I do it all the time. And I th- I do think of you often when I do it. Now, Corey, awesome. not, I do. I do when I'm like bending over and feeling that back stretch. I sometimes think of you. So it's so funny. And I, and I will say, Ashley, you know, you have uh, helped so many people. And so there is, when you find a purpose that has passion, there's a lot of gift, you know, receiving in that as well. Spring is always a good time to reset, let go of whatever's not serving you, and make way for a new season, new growth, and the inevitable changes ahead. 
And what's the best way to give your hair the reset it needs? Well, healthy hair starts at the scalp. And Way has got the scalp care we need to help us let down our hair with confidence this spring. Who doesn't want stronger, fuller, and healthier hair? Hats off for Way. After over-styling, over-coloring, and over-drying my hair for television, it was left broken, frazzled, split, and frizzy. Now Way products help keep my long locks luscious. I love the creamy, silky, thick lather of the shampoo, and the leave-in spray conditioner is perfect for on-the-spot hydrating, taming frizz and flyaways. With Way, there's something for every need. The anti-dandruff shampoo fights flakes and soothes scalps, formulated with salicylic acid 100% clinically proven to soothe itchy, irritated scalps. The Detox Shampoo gives your scalp and hair a reset in a concentrated shampoo that clears away product buildup, hard water deposits, and more. While the Scalp Serum balances and hydrates the scalp with just a drop of whey every day, the way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code in my heart for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com code in my heart. The way dot com and use the code in my heart for 15% off your entire purchase. I think we're all looking to cut down on food expenses, right? How about getting more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit, Every Plate? Every Plate is 25% less the cost than grocery shopping, so you can count on good value week after week and only pay for what you need with pre-proportioned ingredients. My kids and I, we got our dinner on the table in about 15 minutes from prep to plate with their new slate of recipes, saving me time on a busy weeknight and actually buying me quality time with my teenagers. At first I was skeptical, but the kids, they actually chipped in. The easy recipe cards made the idea of meal prep approachable and fun. You can choose every plate over takeout to save money and time with no additional trips anywhere and still enjoy quick and satisfying meals. Every plate meals are 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal, and you can count on every plate without compromising on quality. Their recipes include the highest quality, sustainably sourced ingredients. Your planned meals and all the pre-proportioned ingredients deliver right to your door. Put the money you save toward making fun plans for springtime. Get started with Every Plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering the code in my heart 149. That's E-V-E-R-Y-P-L-A-T-E dot com slash podcast and enter the code in my heart 149 everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code in my heart 149 for up to $110 value. Now back to my show. Corey, I want to turn it to you a little because my product that I invented had a purpose, you know, Ashley's product that she invented, but not all products have purpose, right? And people have purpose and their ideas have purpose. So I want you to talk about product. That's, that's one of the four sections of your book is product. So talk about that a little bit and, and how people can get their heads around. Cause it's the biggest question I get asked. 
about, is it a good product? How do I make this product? How do I get it out there? So talk a little bit about the product section. Sure, sure. So there's the product section in the book, and then I can answer your question about how to get it out there. So so let's talk about the book. So our belief system is that business is not business to business or direct to consumer, that it's really people to people. So as we took the first two sections of the book, passion and purpose, and put those together to now help those entrepreneurial minded women make money because it's okay to want to have financial freedom and make money and generate revenue in your lives. We wanted to bring that all together into this, if you will, business portion of the book where we really talk about product. But what's unique about the way that we approach this is that, and Lisa touched on this a little bit earlier, the most important part about any business is people to people, which means that the thing that you need to create first is the product of yourself. You can't even create a physical product and put it into the market until you understand the purpose of yourself. And so personal branding is really the first part of that product section of the book that really talks about and refers to the fact that in order to understand what personal branding is about, it starts with learning how to advocate for yourself. Yes. You cannot be a business owner if you do not know how to advocate for yourself. So we take you through the principles of what personal branding really stands for and defines in our world as business owners who have created success in the life they want. It comes from understanding your own why, your own experience, and understanding what is driving. And again, that passion and purpose is what's driving your personal brand. So often women, particularly, are afraid to advocate for themselves. Just like Lisa mentioned, they're afraid to take risks. They also don't even know how to advocate for themselves. They're afraid to talk about their successes and their impact and their, their reason for being and their belief. And I can just assure you, any physical product business, any business, any entrepreneur cannot create success around their business vision if they don't believe it themselves. Yeah. Right. Self-worth comes into play there. I think that that's one you know thing that didn't get mentioned that women struggle with so much and, and it's oftentimes silently. And we that, talk about that. Sorry, Heather. Not we talk at about all. That in the book, we call it worth expansion. Yeah. Because people don't understand that starting with themselves to even price their product, communicate about their product, communicate conversations with potential partnerships all starts with understanding your own self-worth. And again, it's called worth expansion in our book. And it talks about understanding that you can expand your boundaries. It's between limiting beliefs and abundance beliefs and applying those abundance beliefs into your own self in terms of being able to understand the value that you've got to offer behind your business. So often people talk in business, oh my gosh, there's so much competition out there. How am I going to stand apart and differentiate? How will I be successful? And even in a white space, like where Ashley created a white space around fascia, she still has competitors in the market. Consumers are still spending money on other products. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is just a reality. Mm -hmm. So to attract those consumers, Ashley has had to create an extremely strong personal brand to define for the consumer and, and really extend out and push out her own confidence around herself, her business, her vision, and her product so that consumers can borrow that sense of confidence to buy into her brand. It's a very important piece. And we talk about that in the book. Amazing. I mean, the book is, is everybody needs to read it. I'm so excited about how you mixed uh, the truth behind business, you know, which is ourselves and uh, people don't really, men don't talk about that. 
Right. So like, it's up to us, of course, to do it and, you know, show the full 360 and prosperity is really what comes from all those things. Right. When you're talking about passion and purpose and product prosperity, you know, will, will kind of naturally come, you know, Lisa, Ashley, you know, to talk to me about that piece, whoever wants to take it, <laughs> both of you, I want to hear from all of you. I'll take it to start. And then I know Lisa has really great beliefs around yeah. prosperity and we're, we're doing it. We're living it, which is yes. great. <laughs> but I think, you know, the, when I talk to, I, I kind of unofficially coach women in business, probably like you, Heather, people just ask me questions and, and you know what I find out and it happened over the weekend. I'm like, but what's your vision for your business? What do you want? And, and so people are just like, oh, I, you know, I want to have a franchise and I want to do this. And everybody talks about the process without the destination. And for, for us and in the book, we really go into um, manifestation and vision boarding things that are the frou-frou because what we normally find is that women don't know what they want. Like if you ask them to do a vision board, they don't know what pictures to pull. Right. And then what you find out is that we're, we're killing ourselves shooting for something that we don't even want. So in our book, it's all about going, what do we really want? Because if what we really want is to buy our, you know, childhood home, work 10 hours a week, spend more time with our children or, you know, retire. I found that most people don't even have a tap out number. Right. You know, so a lot of prosperity, what the way we define it is it's what you want. And so the book is about to help you to find what you want so that you can build your business with the, the, what is this prosperity thing? you know, look like, like I just had a conversation with my realtor. I'm going to put her on blast. She's in her late thirties and, you know, she was like, Oh, I need to move to Costa Rica. You know? And I said, well, you know, you can on $200,000 a year, you could, you know, live here like a queen. And she was like, well, you know, my business is probably only worth 5 million. And I was like, well, 5 million at 6% of investments, that's 300,000 a year. Like you're already there, you know? So I think that, I think that getting women really empowered to understand not only what, what they want in, in frou-frou land, like me, I wanted to sit on the Pacific ocean, which I'm looking at right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and be able to travel and see my kids and do all the things that I want to do, uh, you know, but you do need to get an actual dollar amount around what that looks like or whether you ever want to exit. And so for us, it's a, it's a creative think tank in the book for how do you arrive at that? I can't define your prosperity or right. Lisa's or Corey's or anyone else's. You have to figure out what you want. Yeah. Figure it out and back it in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Lise? So what I think is for those people that haven't had an opportunity to read the book, and yes, we're women writing for women, but this is a book that men have benefited from, and we're getting great reviews from men as well. The the B book is about you. It's about who you are, and it's about where you're at at this point in your life, because your passion, your purpose, that can evolve as you're you're evolving, as you're maturing, right? I've had many different passions, and that's okay. We teach you how to pivot. And when something is beckoning you, that's your your passion calling you, right? So it's okay to take the turn. As far as any of these things, including prosperity, it is up to you to define that. 
We're not here to preach to you and to tell you what success means because it does vary from person to person. But it's where you get and you become so aware within yourself that you know what it is that will create your own inner peace. And that does bring joy and happiness. And that will be impactful on your life. And then everything else seems to fall into place, right? When you're doing what you love, the money does follow. And how much you need, well, you can be in the Tiki Hut in Costa Rica, or you can want to be living in a mansion in Palm Beach here. You know, that is indeed your prerogative. And then you have to take the action. You know, we talk about manifestation, and we're all big manifestors. But the bottom line is, you know, just believing in it and asking for it and then sitting there waiting for it to happen, you're going to be waiting a long ass time. You have to take action and you have to be willing to holistically live that high vibrational life. So you raise your vibes and that will then bring so many opportunities to you and new people that are expanders like meeting you, Heather, you know, you're one of those high vibrational women. So that's what we encourage people to do. And they will see the monumental shifts that take place. It's not magic. It's physics. It's quantum. And it's um, real. Yeah. So you got to act on it. <laughs> all of that. Let me tell you, I think like if I were to put it all under one umbrella, it's it's really speaking and owning and being honest with your truth, with your true self. And couldn't, you know, a lot of times on the vision board, why I think people are, are, are are stuck is because they're afraid to put their truths out there. They're afraid to say what they want. And when you do those things, there is a freeness that comes with it. And you wake up one day and you're like, well, I'm happy. You know, (laughs) like I'm, I'm happy. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling. And then to also Tell yourself that, expect it, honor yourself. Even though it didn't work out for me today in my office, we tried to, for the listeners who don't know, we try, I tried to set up in my new office today and it's twice I've had internet problems. But what happened to me at 8 a.m. when I was sitting at my desk this morning preparing, I cried a little bit. I got there. It took me so long to sit in my home office that I built that, were, you know what I mean? And it was like, I, in my thirties would have never given myself that moment to be like, wow, you got what you wanted. Look, it wasn't how you figured you were going to get here through a virus, but you're here. And, and, and so it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. You guys talk a lot in your book about how being female in business and in life, I'm just going to generalize it because we're going to, that's what we do here how it can be a best case scenario, right? I think that we've been conditioned so much as women to think about, oh, but I'm a girl. Oh, I'm a woman. I'm going to have to, you know, and the world society's almost brought that on us that we're ready for the, the, the bumper. We're ready for the barrier. Um, but you talk about, you know, how being female in business can be best case. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, Corey? Wow, it's a, a great question, Heather, because times have changed so much. I mean, I'm 50 and have been leading the corporate life for many, many years prior to going on to you know, an entrepreneurial journey. And the the changes and the shifts I've lived through and experienced in a corporate setting where, you know, really I was literally the only woman at the boardroom table for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I literally only had black clothes because you know, I didn't want anything too revealing and I didn't want someone looking at my legs and I wanted someone taking me seriously. Yeah. And let's be honest, men's clothes are kind of boring in color. Right. So I had not a- all of them, but yes, generally speaking, right, of course, of course. those that are more fashion forward, <laughs> for that. but in general, the corporate attire is very, you know, it's very blah. It's very, um, you know, kind of fall into line. 
And so in so many ways, women have made such significant strides in the last, you know, 20, 25 years. And I think a lot of that has expedited between, you know, starting back in school days, you know, how the education system is starting to rise up and, and support women thinking and, and being women leaders all the way through the, um, you know, universities into programs that are designed just for women in business today. And then, as I mentioned, I mean, organizations, I mean, there's about a half a dozen organizations that have reached out to me, big corporate organizations, tech companies, medical companies, you know, that are, are that are saying, you know, it's time for us to start to support women so that women feel a sense of support. And so yeah. Really, women have really, um, I mean, the tides have changed quite a bit. And what's really incredible is all of the women founded organizations that are out there, like the WBNC and you know, even to the SBA, which is a small business women, uh, small, small business organization or association, they have women programming that supports women in business. I mean, there are so many women-focused organizations out there that are really advocating. Even I am meeting actually next week with the first founded women bank here in Chicago, women supporting women, and they are looking for only women businesses to invest in. I mean, amazing, profound. And so, you know, and, and Ashley talked about, you know, the, the um, inefficiencies and, and um, inequalities around women raising capital in their businesses today. It's very prevalent still. And even they recognize that. So they want to help shift that. Yeah. So women have made a lot of strides and not only am I extremely proud to be a woman, but I, I love my men, you know, my husband been married for over 30 years. I love my two boys who I am raising to find women in this society that are just like me, you know, go getters and want to support men and raise men up and make them better people. This mm -hmm. is not a men against women at all. No, I mean, no. I got two brothers I adore and love. It has nothing to do. I have a father who I adore. Like this is nothing to do with men. I have amazing men mentors that I've worked with for years. This is women literally taking accountability for themselves, advocating for what they want and believe in, and then getting it done. Yes. And, and acknowledging and being aware of the things that are baked in, in a male society. And, the, and, and your book is good for that too. I think for, you know, corporate leaders out there listening, please, you know, buy this book to be better leaders, you know, buy this book to understand women and how we feel about things. And, you know, you don't guess that you're perceiving us and you understand, you know, when you don't. And so I think that that's probably, you know, I, I, I think that's a big eye opener that I do see shifting in business, you know, and for some women, you know, being fearful, right. Of, of, of attracting the wrong attention in certain ways, you know, that that's definitely something that happened. You talk about incorporating divine femininity. It's, it's a very important part of your book. Tell us more about divine femininity and, and how you incorporate that Lisa. And then Ashley, I'm going to get to you before we, before I let you girls go, I've got a few more questions. So divine feminine energy is an energy that men also have, but we all have divine feminine, divine Estrogen and testosterone, and yang, right? Right, the yin and the yang. And it's about finding balance between the two. Mm -hmm. And because we have been in a patriarchal society that has kind of dictated the terms to us for so long, we're out of balance. And so now what we're asking women to do is to recognize those characteristics. And those characteristics are your natural intuition, 
your compassion, your gentleness, your holding space for others, your maternal energy, right? The sensitivity, the creativity, the collaboration. I could go on and on and on about all of these beautiful characteristics. But in business, a lot of times women have forgotten that. In fact, we've had other women trying to teach you how to act like a man in business, right. how to play the game. We don't want to play games. That's what this is all about. We want to get real. We want to take the mask off. We want to be our true, authentic selves. So, you know, that's certainly a large part of what we're advocating in this book and that we think will make a difference for other women to get out there and stand tall and proud. And I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Just remind me once again, because I'm so passionate about the divine feminine. Oh, it, yes, it is about reconnecting with that woman. If we could change that mindset, yeah. which we talk about, and learn how to embrace each other and lift each other, we will all get so much further ahead. We've yes. taken strides, but we could take quantum leaps as far as I'm concerned. But it starts here first and how we treat each other as sisters, right? Yes. So I think that, that that's that a great is, point. So be leaders, be spiritual, you know, as we stand in our power, be nurturing as we elevate all women in business, be aware so that our choices lead to fulfillment and be changed, be the change we want to see in the world. Those are y'all's words. You know, I think with me, when I think of every barrier and I can name a few off, I'm very open about it. Like I had to face down the FDA and somebody who wanted to delete me and the big lawyers and, you know, public scrutiny hit pieces, you name it. I'm sure this isn't totally unfamiliar to you, you know, and anything from that to obviously I, I don't have formal education the way someone else might perceive it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, um, when we talk about being for me, it was stepping into that power. I am the one I'm the one that had the near death experience. I'm the one who was anointed. I'm the one that found the information. I'm the one that did the study. I'm the one that proved and put, you know, some facts behind my mouth. Okay. So that's great. Now, are you going to play small or are you going to step into that? Am I going to be Ashley Black? Am I going to be the fashion pioneer? Am I going to be a Nobel prize winner? What, what am I destined to be? And just honestly, like accepting it and sitting in it and being present with it. And then everyone I encounter, that's who I am. That's what I'm made of. So I think that's why our book was so important because we're teaching women how to get to that place. We all talk about being empowered, but how do you do that? That yeah. is going on stage and speaking for Ted and then, you know, taking five Xanax to go to sleep because you're stressed out or having right. so it, your whole life has to be high vibrational and then yes. you're high vibrational and then you bring high vibration, you attract high vibration. But I like in our book that we break it down to how do you become the B? Yeah. Give yourself the credit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like own it and give yourself the credit. I love that. Take it away, Lise or Corey. What do you guys talk to me about that part for you? Go ahead, Lise. Well, you're the second author in the book you go for it. And I'll wrap, I'll, I'll wrap <laughs> I knew I, I should have done that. I knew that would happen. You guys are too polite. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey, no, tell First of all, you. the three of us adore each other. And this journey has been so much about the book. It's been so much about the sisterhood. And, you know, and, um, and I don't remember if it was Lisa or Ashley who mentioned it, but, you know, or maybe you, Heather, you know, sisterhood has changed and women supporting women has changed. And I am, I mean, I, you know, 
the book is amazing and I'm excited by it. But what is so much more profound to me is the friendship I've created with Lisa and Ashley through the last three years. It's forever changed our lives. And I know they both feel the same. So that is one profound thing I just want to share. You know, for me, my journey started when I was young. I was eight years old. And um, at eight years old, I came from a very academically driven family. And at eight, I was told by the educators at the school that I trusted and believed that I had a learning disability. And at the time, they their, their choices for me were very limited in where they saw my experience to grow. And they imparted on me very limiting beliefs in their own mind about what they thought the outcomes of my life were going to look like. Yes. So at eight years old, I had to make a choice. <laughs> am I going to accept someone else's limiting beliefs about themselves? Or am I going to take full accountability mm-hmm. for the life that I want to live? And listen, I mean, Ashley said she didn't have formal education. I had tons of formal education and I had massive learning disabilities that I had to study harder than anyone else in that dorm room to mm-hmm. get through my college years. Mm-hmm. I can go out and party. I had to study if I wanted to create the success I wanted to create. And you know what? It's been that way in my whole career. I am super hardworking and I believe that hard work creates wonderful results and outcomes. And that's okay. I, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I'm not sad about that. I love what I do. And I love working hard because work doesn't feel like work anymore. It is completely aligned with my life. But the challenges that I faced when I was young, I continue to face, right? There are always problems that are presented specifically as an entrepreneur every single day in your business. And your job as an entrepreneur is to figure out solutions. You have to become the ultimate problem solver. And here's the other beautiful thing that I'll leave you with is, You don't need to do it alone. And the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is when you figure out bringing in mentors and coaches, which I had young when I was, uh, you know, had learning disabilities or when I was a figure skater for 22 years and a competitive athlete, you don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. You go out there and find the best of the best and you surround yourself with them. And even if, even if you only learn one or two things from those partnerships or those relationships or those advisories or those mentorships, those can significantly change the outcome of your life in such a profound way that you are only cheating yourself if you don't go look for those opportunities. So there are always opportunities to grow and expand. And that is what I truly love. Our book is evergreen. You are not going to read it once and not going to not want to read it again, because truly every six months, every year, you should be pushing yourself outside your own belief system and and expanding in any capacity you can. We call it ascension and you should be ascending your life every day. Otherwise you're dead. I mean, literally you're dead. Right. Right. And who wants that life? Nobody does. So that really is the belief system that the three of us operate in. I love that. I think one of the things that you both said remind me of something that women uh, struggle from a lot too. And I think just generally people, people do when they're finding success is that imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, like, and Ashley, you kind of defined it perfectly. No, I am the one that did all those things. There you are with this amazing educational system there at your fingertips, Corey, but yet mm, I have this learning thing. Am I imposter? Should I be here? So allowing ourselves what we deserve and owning it. And, and what Lisa, and I'm going to turn it over to you said is knowing that it may change. So we talk a lot about brainwaves at the beginning of the book, right? And how a lot of information has been imparted on us, even while we're in the womb, right? And belief systems and where you grow up and who you mm. grow who your parents are right yeah. so i grew up in a very dysfunctional home i had my dad was a violent alcoholic a brilliant businessman but a violent alcoholic and so living under that kind of trauma on a day to day 
will certainly affect you, right? Mm. It's the fight or flight syndrome on a, right. on a constant. Um, and also at the age of nine, I was sexually abused by a neighbor's son. So there was lots of lots of hardship, lots of trauma, and lots of beliefs about myself because my dad was always telling me how none of us in the family were worthy and we wouldn't amount to anything. And so you constantly hear these things and we call it like the groove in the record player. Mm. It begins then to form a pattern and you have to learn how to change those patterns of beliefs because they're not yours. They're imparted by somebody else who has insecurities in their own set of issues. Right. And when we're young, you know, I am of the belief that we can't control the things that happen to us when we're young, but when we become adults, we have the ability then to make the necessary change and to heal ourselves. And that is part and parcel. So instead of being ashamed about the things that happened to me when I couldn't control those things, I pivoted and I wanted to be a voice and an advocate of women because I saw violence in my home and I didn't want to see that for other women, especially low income women who might not have the education and the voice to speak for themselves. So I went off to you know college, law school, studied here in the U.S. and abroad, and then realized, you know what? Our justice system, there's a lot of injustice. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to be so immersed in this. And I pivoted once again. And then I really took the time to, to get to know myself mm-hmm. and to release all shame and all guilt and study biofeedback and neurolinguistic programming and religions and what was really my purpose here. And for me, my purpose is to, you know, for a long time, I had the disease to please as the overachiever coming from, you know, typical alcoholics child, Mm -hmm. but I've learned healthy boundaries. And I want to share what I've learned and share how to release the things that no longer serve you and that don't define you. Your past doesn't define you at any age. You can make the change in your life and become, be that woman that you want to be. And if in any way I could be a catalyst and help push you on the other side of the fence, that is indeed my honor. And I consider service like that to be a gift from God. Oh my God, you three. I can't even begin it. I mean, like the demand for tailored support for women is enormous. I I, I thank you so much for bringing your expertise, your philosophies, your experience, your backgrounds, you know, all of that together in really a workbook that people can go back to and back to and back to again and again and again. And I just, I I, be the first to be in line to go get this book, you guys, because (laughs) it really, really is just an incredible uh, work. Three authors from totally different backgrounds, all women coming together. It's just a powerful, powerful project. And I know it is only the beginning. So I am just so humbled and excited to be here with you guys. I want to make sure that People know where to find you guys all. So I want to I wanna just lead it off. I'll start with Ashley and I'll end with Lisa. Ashley, with all that you do and all that you have become and all that you've experienced, how do you find your freedom? And when you're done telling us that, please tell people where they can find you. Wow, finding your freedom. I think for me, it's as simple as defining what my prosperity was and then like Lisa said, taking the action and achieving it. And like you said, Heather, you wake up happy and you go, wow, I'm already there. You know, I'm not, I have professional goals and things that I would like to do, but I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly satisfied, content and happy and joyous right where I am. And that is freedom. 
That's beautiful. And as far as finding me, Ashley, just Google Ashley Black. You'll <laughs> you'll get more than you ever want to know. And if you ever want to contact me in some sort of way, I have a wonderful social team. And honestly, any of mine or the writing of the book, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know, wherever you find me, if you DM, they they'll find a way to <laughs> help you out. I love it, Corey. So defining freedom has been about falling more in love with myself. So loving the parts of me that I didn't understand or relate to, or maybe aspire to, but it's turning your, your weaknesses um, into strengths. And so for me, that's been the journey of freedom for me is really just loving myself more. And it's been a beautiful journey. I say, if you want love, you gotta be love. If you want peace, you gotta be peace. And if you want presence in your life, you have to be present to it. So that's what I say. And as far as reaching me, I, you know, I love working with entrepreneurs. There is no greater joy. I mean, you talk about total alignment in my life right now, uh, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, um, those that are doing six, seven, eight figures in their business. I don't care where you're at in your business. It is a fun journey to unearth all of the potential you've got. And you can reach me directly at my email, which is at Corey at rockyproduct.com. And Corey is K-O-R-I-E, folks. That's right. (laughs) Lisa, my love, the not not saving least for last, but saving just Lisa for last. I love it so much. Thank you, Heather. And thank you for having us. Um, I agree that you must love yourself first. But I found my freedom when I no longer cared what other people thought of me. That was true liberation because I can authentically be myself and be vulnerable. And the more vulnerable I was with people, the more I I attracted great people into my life. And for that, I I feel so very, very blessed. And as far as being able to contact me, you can go to my new website, lisabranken, B-R-A-N-C-K-E-N.com. Leave your email in for newsletters because I'm constantly keeping all of my community updated. And we're going to be doing some retreats in the very near future in Costa Rica. And we hope you're going to be with us, Heather. There's some other great women that are going to join. So we're going to be putting a lot out. We also encourage you to join the writing of the book. It's a private Facebook group for women. We're almost 10,000 strong. We want to keep expanding the B movement. So the more women that join, the more we can lift each other. We really do practice what we preach and we support all of the women in the community and they support us right back in return. So it's a reciprocal loop and it's really quite beautiful. So we encourage you to all become a part of it. I love it. You guys are just incredible. You listeners, B, 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 you, because everybody else is taken. I love it so much. Thank you to my guests, Corey, Lisa, and Ashley. This is In My Heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Be sure to follow along at I Am Heather T. And don't forget to subscribe and download. And don't miss next week's episode, too. We'll be back at you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.